Hello and welcome to Two Bald Men and Friend, the show where we talk about issues and ideas using pop culture as the springboard. I'm your host, Joe, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. Yabba-dabba-doo. And for the first time ever, we are not joined by a friend. <sighs> Today, we're going to talk about Liar Liar Vampire, as well as some other things that we've been watching and some media that's in the news. So spoiler alert for our lives as well as Liar Liar Vampire. Sit back, relax, or if you're driving, please sit upright and continue to drive vigilantly. So yes, we don't have a friend today. Um, very scary stuff, which is appropriate because it's Halloween. Yeah, we are recording this on October 31st, 2019. It is a rainy day. It's, uh, it's mostly windy by me. I think the rain has stopped, which is good because that means that the kids can go out and trick-or-treat. Yep, at 9.30 at night, kids are going to go out to trick-or-treat now. Yeah, they're probably just starting, just heading out the door now. I remember what it's like to be a kid. Yeah, those <laughs> feels like yesterday. It does. And uh, speaking of it being rainy on Halloween, I did want to talk about this article that I read. Um, like the New Jersey something? I don't know. But it was this article that complained about the fact that some towns decided to move trick-or-treating to tomorrow, to November 1st. Um, they were like, Halloween is on Thursday, October 31st, whether you like it or not. Get over the rain. And the whole article was complaining about the fact that this generation is coddled and that apparently back in their day, they would trick-or-treat in the rain, in the snow, <laughs> uphill both ways, and it got me so frustrated. Yeah, what's weird about that is um, surely none of those complaints were from the kids. Obviously, the kids' parents were like, no, just move. Let's, let's all agree to do trick-or-treating the next day when it's not raining. Also, it'll be the weekend, so I don't have to go to work the next day. Like, it's not like some eight-year-old was like, you know what we should do? Can you, let's call a town hall, and then, like, we'll get this whole thing <laughs> sorted out. Yeah, they were accommodating the parents, and then these other adults were reacting to the fact that these kids are, their lives are getting ruined. And, and they tried to use Christmas as a metaphor, they were like, or like as an analogy, Christmas never gets moved. It's always on December 25th, whether it snows or not, whether it lands on a weekday or not. And I'm like, but Christmas is already recognized as a national holiday. And it's also famously all inside. No one goes <laughs> outside on Christmas. The, the whole thing about Christmas is that you gather around the fireplace and around the tree that you've brought from outside. Like, you don't even want to see a tree outside on Christmas. You bring it into your house. Uh, whoever wrote that article is stupid. It was just so frustrating because it's like rain dates aren't a thing. They literally have backups for everything all the time. Any event that occurs has a rain date. Yeah, it's a colloquial term to say, I'll take a rain check, to mean I will do that on a different day. 
So I guess <laughs> I guess when it's a whole group of people, people get nervous like, oh, my God, these guys are so organized to be willing to move an entire holiday the next day. We should complain about it so that it doesn't happen again. That'll work. I'm guessing the government is behind this and they're afraid of unionizing. The, you, you think the government wrote the article? Yeah. Okay, I see. I could, I could get behind that. Because they're yeah. like, you know, anti-union. Yeah, you mentioned this was in New Jersey, and I'm I'm remembering when, for whatever reason, Chris Christie closed all the beaches and then was photographed on a beach by himself with, like, his whole family, but, like, no one else was allowed on the beach. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe he wants, <laughs> maybe whoever's in charge of what day's holidays are. Um, was like, mm-hmm. no, my kid's going to get all the candy because they're going to be the only ones trick-or-treating. And that's the crazy part. Like, I'm sure you could still go trick-or-treating tonight on Thursday. Like, maybe a few houses might not have candy. But if people are trick-or-treating Friday, I'm sure everyone has candy because they had planned for Halloween on Thursday and they were just going to use it one day later. So if you go out tonight... You get candy, and then you also get to go out tomorrow night and get candy again. I know. It's like, what's next? Uh, socialized health care? Oh, right, right, right. That's no, yeah, the moving Christmas. Mo- no, you what's were right. What's next? <laughs> going outside on Christmas? <laughs> um, so we did advertise uh, we were going to talk about Liar Liar Vampire, and we figured... What better day to record about it than on Halloween? Yeah. And um, being that we don't have a guest, we are going to like roughly review it, just talk about our experience. But really, this episode is more of like a break room talk. Like you're just hanging out with some coworkers and you're catching up on the things you've been watching. Yeah. Like when you go into work on Monday and you're like, hey, did you catch uh, Liar Liar Vampire? Uh, four years ago when it premiered on Nickelodeon and they're like yeah I did and then that one guy like tries to join in and you're like ah oh, this guy <laughs> exactly I, I can't wait for all of our listeners to go into work on Monday or Tuesday and go hey did you watch Lie Liar Vampire and or did you listen to two bald men talk about Lie Liar Vampire and then shoot the shit from there yeah um, so you're welcome for the uh the Monday morning talk. You're welcome. Uh, I watched Lie Liar Vampire with a group of friends right after having like a game night. So things were sort of like dwindling down and we were just like, well, does anyone want to go home? But no, but we're kind of tired of these games. And I was like, well, I have to watch this movie in order to record on it. So I'm just going to start playing it and you guys can stay if you want. And they were like, okay. And it was the best movie in the world. Yeah, I uh, started watching it and like 10, 15 minutes in, I was like, oh, I'm I'm actually having like a pretty good time with this. This is actually kind of funny. (laughs) And there were I, I personally loved the predictability because it fit the format of a three act performance where they introduced a bunch of things in the first act and they all paid off in the third act, unlike Spooky Buddies. <laughs> yes, famous, famous Spooky Buddies, lest we forget. 
Yeah, I remember in uh, high school, um, in my English class one year, we all had to basically do like a short little presentation about like a different literary, um, like trope, I guess, for lack of a better word, or maybe like a literary device. And you could use Liar Liar Vampire as like three act structure of like, yeah, here's here's where you set up Chekhov's gun. <laughs> and here's, you know, where they get in a fight right before the third act. And then here's the resolve and the return to normalcy. Yeah, it was so good. Um, for those who don't know, Lie Liar Vampire is about a boy who moves into town and he's so weird and just a couple of coincidences line up that people think he's a vampire. And then he's like, well, this is the first time I've ever been popular let me double down on this and be a vampire for everyone. Yeah, he's he's moved around a bunch, so he's all he's constantly been the new kid that no one wants to hang out with. Um, Alex, going into this movie, uh, I went in completely blind. Did you think that he was going to be a vampire? No, I thought V, the neighbor was going to turn out to be a vampire because, you know, her uh, name was V. Right, which is what vampire starts with. Yeah, okay, um, so we're on the same page. Yeah, I I guess I didn't put it together with the, with the title of the movie, but I thought he was actually a vampire. So as the events unfolded and the coincidences happen, I was like, oh, I guess he's not a vampire. Oh, but he's going to tell everyone a vampire? Like, that's a delightful twist that I didn't... <laughs> I didn't anticipate. I actually did watch the trailer just uh, just beforehand, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I just spoiled so much for myself." Yeah, that's like the whole <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, um, I think for this little break room episode, would you recommend Liar Liar Vampire? Yeah, I would say go on to Hulu right now and look up Liar Liar Vampire. Yeah, I agree. I, w- I would encourage people to watch this. Um, I was by myself. I feel like watching it in a group is probably a better way to enjoy this movie. But I, like I said, I had a blast watching it myself. Yeah, like I remember when we talked about Spooky Buddies, when Warwick the Warlock used <laughs> his broom to ride as a as a surfboard, you stood up. <laughs> in excitement and I confusion was shocked <laughs> so many of those moments occurred in liar liar vampire where like i just had to pause it and look at the rest of the room to see if we were all reacting the same way and we were yeah um like i th- i think a moment like that what it would have been and I'll, i guess i'll ask you um was when they straight up ripped off or parodied the um, scene from Twilight when she's like, come on, say what you are. And he's like, uh, a new kid? No, you know it. And like he, like she's like giving him all the hints and he's like, vampire? So you are a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was this movie knew what it was. It was not trying to create a masterpiece. It was a referential, parody-esque movie for kids with, like, sprinkles of maybe a 
adult humor in case a parent has to watch with their kid. Yeah, it was uh it, it was just it was just enjoyable. Uh one one of the most important scenes that occurred happened only because I was looking at IMDb. So the main character is in Riverdale. Oh. And and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we we were looking at just the actors and actresses and who they were playing and we saw a girl playing not Caitlyn. <laughs> and we were like, what the heck does that mean? Less than five minutes later, Caitlyn's ex-boyfriend is talking. Someone chimes in and he goes, quiet, not Caitlyn. And we <laughs> exploded with laughter. I love that a lot. Obviously, they didn't plan for someone to, like, basically set up that punchline, but it's so much funnier if you know that there's a character named... <laughs> there's a, there's an actor credited as not Caitlin. And we were like, what? How does that even work? Isn't everyone not Caitlin except for Caitlin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every food in the universe is either a hot dog or it's not. <laughs> Precisely. Um... So I, I think we can talk about this a little bit. Hulu has this section called Huluween, which I really appreciate because I really like Halloween specials, or like Halloween television. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Netflix should adopt something like it. Um, but on Huluween, there's a section that says spooky, not scary. So it's like when you want to be in that like Halloween vibe, but you don't want to watch a horror movie. And I think that's I think that movie this movie would be in that category because it's like about vampires. Right, right, right. Yeah, I agree. I think the way Hulu adapts to the seasons is definitely something that Netflix or other streaming apps should adopt. I think Hulu is definitely doing it right when it comes to holidays and seasons. Have you watched um, I think it's called Into the Dark at all? No. Um, So in case you don't know or anyone listening doesn't know, Into the Dark is this film series that Hulu started last. I think it started on Halloween, but I'm honestly not sure. Um, But it's basically once a month they release a movie that is a horror movie uh, centered around whatever holiday is in that month. Um, So the one that I remember is called Puka. And it's about it's a horror movie about this guy that gets a job working as a mascot for like the hot new Christmas toy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard they're all like pretty decent. And but they're just one of those things where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. And then I just never get around to it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what I have been watching on Hulu, Hulu, I've been using to stay up to date with This Is Us and A Million Little Things. Mm and I've been loving This Is Us and hating A Million Little Things. Yeah, I um, I think I'm an episode or two behind on This Is Us, but this season's been very, very good. Um, pretty much every... I, te- I actually texted you, Alex, um, when I watched the, the season opener, and I was just like, this fucking show. I, like, it's... <laughs> every season opener is just always so good. Um, and I think they've been keeping up throughout this season with a couple, you know, lulls maybe. 
Um, I've watched like the first three episodes of A Million Little Things, and it just doesn't have the same kick for me as This Is Us does. Yeah, I'll say in This Is Us, I enjoy each character. I don't like each character, but they're at least dynamic enough where like I care about what's going on. In A Million Little Things, I care about Gary and Gary alone. Yeah, that was the problem for me. Every single other character, I've been getting so frustrated with Kate, who survived um, breast cancer for the second time, completely, like, does away with her relationship with Gary. Like, they haven't broken up, but she just starts, quote-unquote, discovering herself and not keeping Gary involved, and Gary feels so utterly used, like okay, let me help you through your toughest time, and then you can disappear from my life. And I, once people start doing Gary wrong, that's when I don't like the show. Yeah, that's when you're like, oh man, can't do Gary wrong. (laughs) That's what I said, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Out loud to no one. (laughs) Out loud to no one. Everyone in uh, the teacher's lounge because ah, they yes. all watch it too. Oh, good. <laughs> um, do I suspect you don't watch it, but do any of your teacher friends in the teacher's lounge watch um, American Horror Story? No, they've been watching Temptation Island. Oh, what is that? Uh, this couples that are interested in getting married sign up to go on an island and get tempted by really hot people. Oh. And then, like, if they don't cheat, that proves that they're in love. <laughs> is there is there a prize element? Uh, I have no idea. I haven't actually watched it. Oh, you it, don't but watch the, it. Okay. Yeah. But I've heard it enough where I feel like I've watched it. Right. I think that's similar to uh, how I've described um, Are You the One to you probably at least three or four times. Not because you don't get it, but because something <laughs> comes up where I'm like, oh, have you what? Have you heard of Are You the One? And you're like, I think you've brought it up. And then I just explain it anyway. <laughs> and it's helpful every time. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you. Um, most recently in This Is Us, I'm so happy they took the stance of being colorblind in terms of race is not the way to go. Oh, good. I don't want to spoil too much about it, mm-hmm. but Randall starts bonding with a a black teacher and Jack tries explaining like, I understand you're, you go through different experiences than I do, but when I see you, I don't see that you're black. I see that you're my son. Mm-hmm. And Randall, as a kid, is like, then you don't really see me. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, Randall. I won't oh, snap yes. into the mic, but I'm doing snaps. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, they, I think they've, uh, they haven't been so uh, blunt, for lack of a better word, before. But they've had stuff like that before where I remember in one of the earlier seasons, I think it's the first time you see the family at the pool. And Rebecca is talking to, like, a black mother. And she's, like, explaining certain stuff like that she should do for Randall because like Randall goes over and plays with like the black mother's kid. And then Rebecca's like, I don't need your help to raise my son. Like, I don't need your advice. I'm a good mother. Um, but then by the end of the episode, she's like, okay, like what advice do I have? And she's, 
she starts giving him advice, like specifically for like when you bring uh, your black son to the pool, like things that you should bring like that. Right. Or like take him to a barber shop. The razor that you use for your white kids yeah. is not going to affect them the same way. Yeah. They yeah. do a good job of demonstrating like the pride that these white parents have, but conceding to the fact that they don't actually know what they're doing. Uh, yeah. Um, while still not making them like bad parents necessarily. Right. In fact, they would have been bad parents if they ignored the advice. Right. Well, what have you been watching? Um, so I've been watching This Is Us. Um, I've also been watching American Horror Story, um, a show that I don't like. Um, (laughs) I liked, um... I think three seasons of American Horror Story. I've seen pretty much all of them. I haven't necessarily finished every season, but I've seen at least like five episodes of each season. And every season, the same thing happens. They start with a really cool premise and then like set up all these plot points about the cool premise in like the first and second episode. And I'm talking like, 10 different plot points like every character has their own thing but then they pay them off in the third episode and they basically have to start over and that's exactly what happened in this season um which is called 1984 and it starts off as if it's in like a like an 80s slasher movie like it's about a bunch of camp counselors at a camp in the woods and there's a murderer on the run Mm -hmm. um but that all ends by like maybe the fourth episode and then there's like six more to go oh boy yeah and like it i i think i just watched like the sixth or seventh episode and it's like way off the rails like it's not at all what i what i anticipated to happen and not in a good way that's so interesting because i don't like this idea of like filler episodes like if you can get to a conclusion get to it but it seems like they are getting to a conclusion and then are surprised and are like, uh-oh, now what? Yeah, exactly. I feel like um, there's just a bunch of ideas thrown out in the writer's room and everyone's like, well, it'd be unfair if we didn't do everybody's idea. <laughs> so we got to figure out how to fit everybody in there. Uh, I feel that way, or not that way. I feel like The Good Place has like a, a concept of listen let's just aim for the conclusion endpoint that we want the cliffhanger that we want and then we'll reformat the entire show um yeah. to like to like keep moving forward yeah and they do that they keep moving forward and they they're doing it well like i i really enjoy the good place and i i like that concept of like oh yeah i mean i guess you have the elevator pitch of what the first season is but then the second season it's like a completely different premise and then the third season is a completely different premise from that and it's just really really great yeah whereas in in american horror story it's like yeah the first episode here's the premise and then the second episode this is the premise and then the third episode this is the premise and it's like, oh, it's an anthology uh, season, like like the Twilight Zone. And you're like, no, it's a consistent plot throughout the season. <laughs> but uh, every episode is different, basically. Uh, got it. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then the last thing that I've been watching on Hulu. Hulu has been great to me this year. I've been paying 99 cents for Hulu since Black Friday or Cyber Monday or something like that. Ooh. And so that's finally concluding next month. Uh And I have to decide whether I'm going to keep Hulu or not, which is how they get you. Yeah. So I've been just piling up on Hulu. I've I watched uh, three seasons of My Hero Academia and I'm all cut up on season four, which is still airing. And boy, oh boy, My Hero Academia is amazing. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm a big fan of that show. Um, we've talked about this, I think, maybe on a previous episode. But uh, I prefer dubbed anime. And somewhere in the second season, it got to a point where they only had subbed episodes of like the second season. And, and then, you were like readings for chumps. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I guess I'll watch this later. And then I just never got back into it. All right. Well, you can watch three full seasons dubbed at this point. All right. Nice. Yeah. So hopefully I'll get back to it because I really enjoyed that show. I was I'm so into it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, the biggest thing about this show that I enjoy is being that the heroes are still in school. Everyone they're up against is so much stronger than them. So yeah. it's not about let me beat the villain one on one. It's let me strategize in a way to, where I can survive, where I can protect, and where I can stall long enough for a real hero to get here. And I find the dynamic of those fights are so much better. Yeah, and it's a really fun format. Um, the last thing that I've been watching, um, the first part of the last season of BoJack Horseman came out last week and so i watched all of it in one sitting and i really love it it's so i'm a big huge fan of the show in general um and i i can already tell that this finale is going to wreck me Mm. uh i i actually fell off of uh, bojack horseman i got tired of it Mm -hmm. and that might be hard to hear (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, we've talked about this uh, when we're not producing content. Um, We're so dumb to waste our content just (laughs) talking without recording. Um, But you've mentioned that BoJack has been too self-destructive for too long. Yeah, there's this sense of if the overarching plot of the season is him getting better, then at the beginning of the next season, he just resets. And I'm like, well, I've seen this show before. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, um, I think it's, uh, I, I understand why you feel that way and I'm not saying you're necessarily wrong. I think I can just stick with it because it's sort of the theme of like change is hard. Um, they actually make this joke in one of the episodes, but, um, how many psychologists does it take to, to change a light bulb? Just one, but the light bulb has to want to change. But in the sixth season, Bojack actually is taking the steps to change his life and be a better person and not be so self-destructive. And it's like very heartwarming to see that and to see like all the other side characters like kind of be in a similar space. Um, But then in the background, like there's, I won't spoil anything, but there's some things happening from the past because he was so self-destructive that might um, stall him from 
this new healthy lifestyle that he has. Yeah, and that's great. I I am a big fan of like shows having consequences, um, even if it's seasons later. Uh, My crazy ex-girlfriend does a really good job of having one, two, maybe three seasons of self-destruction. And they sort of play it off as, well, this is a sitcom. This is kind of like what happens. This is the exaggerated reality. But then in a couple of seasons after, they start recognizing that this is not healthy and they start addressing the fact that these exaggerated realities are something that needs to be fixed. Right. And um, I, th- I I think at least Bojack has a similar formula, um, but I understand why you might have fallen off of it. Um, but I highly suggest this show. All right. Um, have you seen Flaked? I started Flaked and then um, fell off of that. Not necessarily because I didn't like it. Um, I, like I just stopped watching it. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a good chance that I fell off of Bojack because I was watching it while I was watching Flaked, which mm-hmm. was Will Arnett being self-destructive. Yeah. Um, um, I was a big fan of like what was happening, but it was just like so much. Right. You like, can only hear Will Arnett ruin his own life for so long. Yeah. Like, uh, I just feel so bad for another rich white man being mean to himself. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a really pervasive problem. Yeah. Uh, have you been watching anything in theaters? Um, yes. The last thing I saw in theaters was Jojo Rabbit, um, mm. which is a movie by Taika Waititi, um, who directed Thor Ragnarok. Um, it's about a little Hitler youth boy. Um, he's like going to basically Hitler youth summer camp, I guess, to like be a soldier. And he has an imaginary friend, Hitler. Um, and then he finds a, a Jewish refugee hiding in his house. And it's all of these things about childhood and fanaticism and hate. And it was really, really well done. I liked it a lot. Interesting. I actually, I didn't have any idea what direction or theme the movie was headed in when I watched the trailer. And yeah. I was like a little worried the um the trailer makes it look like a like a much more uh like screwball comedy than it actually is. I was actually surprised at how serious the film got at times. Um I was also worried because I was like, I don't know, Hitler jokes, I don't I don't I feel like that's in bad taste, but so, they got it. They did a really good job. In fact, by the end of it um, I was like, man, I wish there was more Hitler. Wow. I'm going to isolate that clip. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> just put it in there. Um, he's he's basically like a hormone monster from Big Mouth. Ah. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I saw in theaters was Joker. But that same day earlier, I watched Abominable. Oh, and, the, the cartoon? Yeah. And uh, it was good. I, I will say that there were so many animated films that were coming out that were geared towards me that I was a little spoiled. So when Abominable mm-hmm. came out, it was like there were a lot of moments where I was like, oh, right, right. This is a kid's show, movie. Okay. 
That uh, reminds me, and I think this might be a good place to end a little plug. Um, the last thing I saw in theaters was actually one of our superstar friends, Steph, made an animated movie, and it had a premiere at uh, another friend, Mike Burge of Story Screen Presents. It uh, premiered at his movie theater. Oh, yeah. That was so good. Yeah. Um, I was just going to describe how it, it's uh, it's it's animated, but it's painted. Yeah, it's a stop-motion animation. Yeah, it, it was crazy. It was a, a, a moving painting, um, and it, it, I, I was blown away. It was very, very good. It was incredible. I can't wait for her to get all of the recognition she deserves. Yes, and then... She'll plug us because we paid it forward. And that's our only goal here. That's the only thing I want. I'm only, I only support my friends so that they will support me later when they're much more impressive. Hashtag LA life. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, we hope you guys had a fun time hanging out with us in the break room, being unable to contribute to the conversation. Yeah. Uh, I actually read this great post that was like, podcasts are the closest <laughs> I felt to being a ghost when yeah. they talk about something and they don't remember what it's from. And I remember what it's from, but I can't tell them ever since I saw that post, I've been hyper aware of when podcasts I listen to do that. And some of them will start mentioning like, ah, oh, people are probably screaming at us for not remembering that. And I'm like, <laughs> I am. <laughs> Look it up. We all have phones that we can look things up on. Yeah, other podcasts. Be more like us. So uh, if you like this format, we're open to doing more of them. This was kind of a test drive. Um, if you liked it, let us know on social media. If you absolutely hated it, let us know on social media. That'll do it for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Please tune in next time when we talk about Son-in-Law. If you liked us... You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at two underscore bald men and find us on Facebook. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcast and SoundCloud. Thank you all again. And if you are driving, we hope you got to your destination safely and on time.